Welcome to Holistic Hideaway, your weekly transformative journey into the world of holistic health and well-being. I'm your host, Ilana Cohen. Today, we have an amazing guest, Sabrina Wheeler, COO of Stone Road Cannabis. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So I would love for us to be able to tell the audience a little bit about you and how you became the COO of Stone Road. Of course. So cannabis has been a a big passion of mine for the majority of my life. And prior to entering cannabis, I worked in the health and wellness sector, specifically with vitamins, supplements, and Ayurvedic herbs. So really healing with the plant has always been you know, a core focal point of mine. But then alongside that, it's always been, you know, startups and entrepreneurship. And, you know, previous to cannabis, I was COO for a health and wellness boutique retail storefront amongst working for some other brands as well. And so for me, cannabis was a natural segue. And so I moved out to California from Massachusetts, um, only two weeks after cannabis went recreational. So January 14th, 2018, a day to remember forever. You know, when I came out here, I didn't necessarily have a plan, but, you know, I knew I had, you know, robust experience in both the startup world alongside plant medicine and knew, you know, I would be able to, you know, be able to kind of climb the cannabis corporate scale, you could say. And so, you know, for me at first, I had to really take quite a few steps back. Um, So when I came out here, I originally started working in a dispensary, which only lasted about eight months or so. And, you know, there I really wanted to just get a full understanding and education of the plant. And so I chose a dispensary where education was one of their biggest focal points and really just learn the ins and outs of the business. And quickly I was able to transition into being their sales trainer. So very quickly, I was able to start then training their bud tenders on how to sell more effectively um, and really just kind of speed up and make the retail process more efficient. From there, about eight months in, I got recruited for a brand for doing sales. And that was great because, you know, for me, it's, I can't be confined in four walls. You know, it's like I've always held roles, you know, that you know, I'm able to wear many hats and do many things. And so I started working for a couple of brands and the most notable one is Old Pal, which is now um, also a multi-state brand in about 13 states or so. And so with that, I met Lex, Lex Corwin, uh, Stone Road's founder and CEO. And, you know, we, we really just clicked and aligned from the beginning and you know, I had been pitching multiple brands I was interested in on my vision, which was national expansion. Because for me, it was never about just staying in California. You know, I wanted to then tie it back to my home roots in Massachusetts and beyond. And so, you know, I pitched the vision to Lex that he offered me director of national brand expansion, which was amazing. Now, you know, that was, you know, my goal. And once I started with Stone Road, I started looking at every aspect of the business from, you know, our production, our farm, our marketing operations, you know, everything from soup to nuts. And 
really just started inserting myself and uh, got promoted pretty quickly to COO. And now, you know, we're a two-person team and really, you know, now we're wearing all the hats, which is great. But um, yeah, it's the wild world of cannabis. Exactly. And it seems like your journey is, you know, pretty in aligned with a lot of us in this industry where we wanted to learn everything we could about the plant so we could further our knowledge and also further ourselves in the industry. And for me, I also had started with health and wellness and CPG brands. And that's a lot of where came from my passion for hemp and the plant and THC. And I love the fact that you just decided you're going to make this big move. And that really, I think, shows me and our audience that you are in it to win it and for the long haul. But also you got in at the ground floor, like you said, right when it became legal, you knew what you wanted to do and you jumped on the bandwagon, but in your own way. And I love the fact that you worked with other brands and you used your knowledge to come to Stone Road, which seems like that was the greatest decision that both of you could have made. And I would love to hear more about your two-man band, as we call them. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're small but mighty. And I think that's something in the cannabis world and community that we always need to be promoting and also just really showing our passion and that we don't need to be a massive corporation to have an amazing brand. And your brand is one that stands out, especially to me. I've had the opportunity to try your products. I have to say your concentrates, they made me feel so happy and blissful. You have beautiful packaging, the pre-rolls and coming in these amazing floral packaging. And the, they were just so pretty. I didn't even want to smoke them, but I did, of course. <laughs> and so what is the original vision? I know that you guys position yourselves as, you know, family owned business and you were so active and voiced about your farm and it sounds amazing and I definitely will be coming out there to visit and I you know you talk about not just being a family brand but a family as I see it as the cannabis community when I read things about you and I look at your brand it really shows how you're bringing people together with the plant with your products and also just your mission Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's the goal. You know, it's it's we've seen a lot of people enter the industry really, you know, without much of a passion for the plant. And it's like, that's the root of it all. If you're not passionate about the plant, you're not going to be passionate about the community. And, and it really goes to show. And, you know, for us, it's like we've always had three core pillars of our brand and we've never steered away from them. And, you know, the first one is inclusivity, you know, where queer owned and founded Lex, Lex, our founder, and then, you know, women operated myself. And so, you know, for us, it's, we really want to showcase also, you know, those two underrepresented, you know, demographics, because a lot of the cannabis products you see in the market aren't necessarily geared toward women and members of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, with that, we wanted to really you know, make a safe space for everyone. And, you know, not only just that, it's like, if you look at our marketing, our Instagram, it's like, we really showcase 
you know, the cannabis community as it is. It's like, you know, you see a lot of two sides of the spectrum. You see, you know, Mendocino farmer vibes, which we love. And then also, you know, heavily tattooed gals taking dabs by a pool in Palm Springs, which we also love. But it's like we wanted to also right. showcase <laughs> we wanted to showcase everything in between because the cannabis community is so much more than that. And that is kind of how it's been pictured for so many years. And so really, you know, that's why if you look at our our Instagram and social media, it's you'll see people from all walks of life, colors, background, you know, sexuality, age, you know, everything. It's like we really want, you know, Stone Road to be for all walks of life. And so that's really big for us. And, you know, then our second core pillar, which really does tie to inclusivity, is affordability. Having products that can fit in everyone's budget. Now, that's why we have such a big array of products from you know, single pre-rolls to five packs to 10 packs to half ounce packs, you know, eighth jar, seven gram jars. Like we want to have both options. You know, if someone's, you know, driving home from work and has, you know, sub $8 for pre-roll, you know, they'll be able to pick up a Stone Road pre-roll within their budget, you know, or if they're looking, you know, for more bang for their buck and they want to buy a 10 pack of pre-rolls, which is seven grams in total, which still very affordable, you know, they, they can invest in that. And so, you know, affordability is also really big on inclusivity because it's like, especially now, you know, it's like so many people are strapped for cash. And, you know, and even just beyond that, it's like people are looking where every single dollar is going and making sure what they're spending their money on is, you know, worth, worth it and, you know, valuable. And, you know, I've always said with all the brands I've worked with, it's like, people are loyal to brands but they're always going to be more loyal to their wallet so you have to bring value to their life and so that's been really big for us that's our second core pillar and then our third is sustainability you know it's like for us cannabis is such a notoriously wasteful industry from the packaging the millions of plastic metric tags you know like the distribution every part of the supply chain really just, you know, is is very wasteful. And so for us, you know, our packaging is all made from post-consumer goods. It's 99% plastic free. It's soon going to be 100%. We're actually switching our pre-roll packs to childproof airtight tins, which are even more beautiful. And, you know, it's going to be something people are going to want to reuse and and recycle. And, you know, even with our single pre-rolls, it's like rather than you know, the standard plastic dupe tube, which many people use. It's like we opt, you know, for a glass tube and cork, you know, because not only is it more aesthetically pleasing, but it's like we don't want any of the materials from our packaging to outlive us. You know, it's like the glass, it'll break down, you know, when recycled. And so, you know, both of us are really, you know, big into nature. I hike a lot, Lex surfs a lot, and nothing bums us out more than, you know, seeing litter in the ocean or out, you know, in the world. And so, you know, really doing our part on that front is is key. And also it's like even our glass tubes and our singles, it's like we see so many people repurpose them in creative ways, you know, propagate their plants in them, reuse them for future joints. And it's like, that's what we love. And, you know, that's that's definitely, you know, people from our community really resonating and then wanting to also be more sustainable where they can be. That's amazing. And, you know, those three core pillars, I think, should be the pillars of every brand within the cannabis space or any brand in general. 
And I love the fact that you have just three pillars that cover so much and so many aspects of the industry and products that we really do need to talk about. A lot of times, you know, people will buy things because they love the packaging and it looks beautiful. You know, I am not a drinker or a wine drinker, but I'll go into the wine section of a grocery store and I'll say, oh, this label's pretty. Maybe I'll get this one, but it could be a terrible bottle. And so I think that when you see cannabis that has beautiful packaging and you see it that you can actually be able to use it and not be frustrated with opening your packaging. I have I have had experience with your packaging, so I know firsthand that I had no problems <laughs> being able to use it. And also, like you said, your Instagram, it's so inclusive and the minority based and LGBT and women owned. There's so many things that you guys are covering in the industry just by being who you are, not even because you're positioning your brand this way. You know, it seems to me that this is your passion. This is your love. It's not work for you, which is how I see myself working in the cannabis industry and really just caring about everyone and caring about the environment. And, and like I always say, the passion for the plant is the leading catalyst catalyst to do all of this. And I would love to, you know, kind of know how you guys decide on new products and what you're going to do next. Oh, that's a great question. So, you know, for us, we really, you know, we like to say we, we like to stay in our lane. You know, it's like mm -hmm. for us, concentrates, I know you mentioned concentrates, that's kind of the the farthest we've you know, gone out of what we're most known for, which is our flower and pre-rolls, you know, right. because it's, we, we do have our own farm. So we have a farm, it's 56 acres up in Nevada City, California, but we're only able to grow on 10,000 square feet. It actually just expanded to 19,000. So that's huge for us, but still very Amazing. small. And like, yeah, really small in the grand scheme of things. So we're still, you know, considered a craft cannabis farm and Everything is very small batch, but it's like we put the most love into that 10,000 square feet. And so, you know, for us, it's like, you know, flour has our, always been our core, you know. So from our flour jars, we offer eighths and seven gram jars, once again, both in beautiful, you know, recyclable glass jars. And then our pre-rolls, you know, we do singles, we do infused singles, we do a five pack, and then we do an infused five pack, we do a 10 pack. And so, you know, pre-rolls are definitely our bread and butter and our signature skew. But as we've built more demand, you know, it's like consumers were then asking us for concentrates. At first, it started with hash because that's, you know, what we're most known for and kind of to take it back one step. So for us, you know, the biggest thing with choosing new products is products that we'll personally consume. You know, Lex and I both consume a lot of stone road and so for us we always opt for the most natural products and that's why we'll never infuse our skews with you know distillate or botanical terpenes like we only infuse our pre-rolls with solventless bubble hash and then we recently in, a, in the last year or so we started also adding thca diamonds which even for us that was a bit out of our you know, comfort zone only because, you know, it's it's still the most natural concentrate outside of hash. But, you know, it's like 
we really had to meet the market where it was and people wanted these, you know, insane testing results. You know, they want the 40 percenters. And so, you know, adding a little bit of THCA diamonds was our answer to that without, you know, having to go an unnatural route. And so, you know, for us, you know, I think we really have a good selection. We kind of hit every category. The only product category we don't have is edibles. Also, we don't have topicals and tinctures. Um, definitely, that I've kept it in mind, but our next product launch is going to be an edible. This will actually be the first place I'm saying this. So we are currently R&Ding a Turkish delight style gummy in which mm. we're going to use. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. And it's going to still be very affordable. Um, and so with that, we're going to use our solventless bubble hash um, to make those. So once again, you know, really using our house products and it's like, you know, kind of back to the product side, it's like all of our, so many people, they put, you know, shake and trim into their pre-rolls and pre-ground pouches. And for us, that's always been one of the biggest differentiators is because we never use shake or trim in our pre-rolls or pre-ground pouch. We simply take the least beautiful buds that aren't pretty enough for the flower jars and we put them in a big commercial grinder, grind them up and use that for pre-rolls and pre-ground. And then so many people ask us, they're like, okay, well, what do you use all the shake and trim for? And that's what we use to make our solventless bubble hash, which is simply just the cannabis material, ice and water, nothing else. And so, you know, with that, that's why our hash is so tasty, flavorful, and and really, you know, just has the most pleasant high to it. And so we're really excited to now then branch out and start, you know, infusing an edible with that. And we've already been R&Ding it and it's delicious. And it, I, you know, I can attest to that as well. It very much tasted great. And I don't come across a lot of concentrates and products like that with bubble hash that actually have an amazing taste to it where you can still taste it after you consume it. So I think that's very very unique. And I, like I said, you guys just represent your products exactly how you are. Like I said, the packaging is beautiful. And even just with your rolling papers. And I feel that when you use your florals, that is a great way to represent the plant when when you're using real flowers, you know, and also culminating all of nature into your stuff and not just making it, you know, a huge stoner brand, which of course we all love because it's mainly we are all stoners in our own right. <laughs> and I I think that when you talk about everything being inclusive and when you talk about who you are, especially in your mission statement, that you talk about rolling joints as a gesture of love and friendship and bringing people together. I love that. And I could not agree more. You know, I've done a lot of events and been with a lot of people where we're sitting around the table rolling joints and it's a conversation and people are talking about who rolls the best, who rolls the fattest joints, you know, who has the best paper. And it's definitely a great way to hang out with people, do something inclusive in the cannabis community, and then be able to smoke together and and have this great day of connection. Is that kind of where you saw going with that message? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, And that skew in particular was, you know, one of my favorites, because it's like, you know, so many people, they do, you know, that the roll your own pack is perfect. 
you know, for social gatherings and whatnot. It's like I always say, you know, especially since post-COVID, it's like people want their own joint. You know, it's like we do see less and less people sharing joints. But, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, you don't usually see people, you know, sharing, you know, a, a drink. And so similar to that, it's like our half ounce pre-ground pouch. We really think that is the ultimate, you know, party pack because it's like, you know, someone feels good about buying this, you know, bring it to a party and then having everything there for, you know, people to, you know, roll their own joints and really have it be a, a gathering experience. And, you know, and another thing is like, it's still so affordable. It's like most people nowadays, they're going to keep their super fancy $60 eighths to themselves. But, you know, if they can buy a half ounce of high ground, uh, high quality pre-ground product, you know, for some $45 to bring to a party and, you know, let them and 10 of their friends roll up joints, like, you know, they're going to do that. You know, that's really cannabis is a unifier. And, you know, it is a, a social, you know, social mechanism for so many people. And that's really, you know, why we created that skew. And um, something else that you said that I just wanted to follow up on as well is, you know, a fun fact that not too many people know about our packaging, but all of the flowers you see in bulk the half ounces on on the pre-rolls inside the you know pre-roll box trays all of those flowers are actual photography from our farm because you know how I was wow. that we yeah so because we only grow in 10,000 square feet but we have 56 acres we leave the rest of the farm completely untamed and wild and so there's so many beautiful flowers and critters and that's why you know on all of our merch you'll see you know bunnies and ladybugs and and butterflies and really we wanted to encapsulate all of the farm into our branding so that people get a better idea of where their flower is coming from and so you know for us it really was about making sure that we did incorporate that and so yeah all of you know the flowers on our packaging is from our farm and you know it's it's really a special place and you know our farm it's completely off grid you know all of our water comes from our own artesian well it's completely solar powered and even in our greenhouses like we're completely no spray farm not even organic sprays it's like we just release tens of thousands of ladybugs and predator mites and let them do the jobs that they do best but it's also like if you test our flower it will test more organic than an organic bunch of kale that you buy at whole foods which you know really just is a testament to you know like what's actually in the sprays that are commonly used in agriculture mm-hmm. and you know and and that also does make a difference in the taste and the high that you get from the product and so you know I just wanted to add that in that's amazing thank you for sharing that's so beautiful and I love that that's the photography I would have never known it's so beautiful so I can imagine that the farm is just like you said wild the flowers and you know using ladybugs and butterflies and all of that which are part of the earth and part of our world you're really doing it from you know the ground up (laughs) as you might say how did you guys decide that that's the route you wanted to go for your farm i know you is all about sustainability and being organic and that's really what uh, we gravitate towards many of us who are cannabis imbibers and i'm just wondering you know how did that vision come about that you want to be let's see the more organic cannabis brand 
compared to, let's say, Whole Foods as the organic grocery store? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of it did just come from experience. You know, it's like we had to both personally smoke and experience both sides of the spectrum. You know, it's like when I first moved out to California, nobody was touching, you know, sun grown, even if it was grown in greenhouses, because, you know, it was a stigma that, you know, it was more dirty or, or whatnot. And it's like, you know, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And so, you know, it's like if you smoke, you know, indoor flower versus sun grown, it's a very different experience. And so, yeah, you know, it's Lex, our founder and CEO, his background is in, in farming and agriculture. And he actually went to a farming school in Oregon and he learned how to grow weed from, you know, two hippies in their 80s. And, you know, that's how they grew. They grew the most organic, natural way. And so, you know, that was always from from the day we got the farm, you know, that was the plan. And then in terms of the sustainable packaging and everything else that came, that was really from looking at what was on these shelves and identifying, A, you know, this packaging is super wasteful. And while we understand there's so many regulations to stay compliant, you know, with the child resistant, the tamper seal, you know, all the COA stickers, it's like we looked at all these factors and, you know, just really thought like, how can we, you know, check off all these boxes and remain the most sustainable and so you know just took a lot of trial and error and experimenting and seeing what other people were doing and like if we didn't agree with something you know we tried something different and you know that's really since since the day the farm you know started that's really been you know our goal and um you know we've really i think done a good job kind of navigating that part Definitely. It seems so. And I love that he learned from 80 year old hippies. You know, those are the people that know everything. Those are the people that started this movement. And I think that shows as a testament to your brand that you are authentic and you are all about the plant. You you didn't learn this stuff in a grow facility in a large cultivation or even some craft grows where those are really just mini versions of a cultivation center and not fully craft where yours is craft from the bottom up from the soil all the way to the packaging and to the experience and is that something that that's the message that Lex kind of started with for the brand and then you guys decided to amplify it oh yeah 100 percent Stone Road is actually the fl- the first place that Lex ever grew weed when he was 16. We're both from the East Coast, and so Stone Road actually is a street in Connecticut. Um, his family actually still has a house on that road. And so, you know, it was funny. His parents actually sent him away. He was a naughty child, and he got sent away uh-huh. to a farm. <laughs> he got sent away to a farming school in Vermont, and basically they had to live off the land completely. And so that's what, you know, originally started. You know, he learned the ins and outs of agriculture on that side. And the first day that he got back from this this farming school he was sent to, he ordered seeds from Amsterdam. Little did his parents know, they sent him away from the school. And then he came back learning how to grow weed, which, you know, right. look what it's blossomed <laughs> into. It's, it's beautiful. But, you know, he always jokes around that, you know, the first plants he grew, they were so bad. But, you know, he you know his family also lives in new york and splits were really big in new york so he bought a pound of good weed he you know took the pound of really bad weed he grew 
he mixed it with tobacco and he was selling stone road splits, you know, at 16 years old. And he did that all the way through college. And really, you know, he comes from the traditional side. And so, you know, same thing though. It's like, as soon as it went legal, he knew, you know, he wanted to enter on that side. And so, you know, he took that blanking on how he's 30 now, he started 16. So, you know, 10 plus years of growing and, you know, really was able to take everything he learned to experience and then, you know, build Stone Road Farm, you know, the the correct way from the start. That is an amazing story. Your parents sent you away and then you come back loving weed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's so great. You know, I also, when things became legal, I'm in Illinois. That's really when I got more involved and took off with my career in the industry. And I love the stories that people started when they were in their teen years and how they got started. And, you know, depending on where you li- live and what region. And so, yes, the New York Spliffs, I went to school there. So I'm totally okay, aware of everything that has gone on in that industry. And, you know, Lex being so young and you building yourself up in all of these different facets of your career and now ending up in an amazing, amazing industry and also being able to just share your love and put that love into your products and into your customers. And I really think that this is something that needs to be done with all brands. I am so excited for whenever Stone Road makes it over to the Midwest, I will be buying up all your products. (laughs) And I cannot wait to see what you guys are going to do. Can you let us know where we can find you online and maybe give us one exciting little tidbit of what we might seeing next from you? Of course. So online, um, you can check out our website, stoneroad.org, which I highly advise. It's very fun. If you go to our landing page, you can actually, wherever you click on it, a new critter or plant will appear so you can really build your own garden. It's fun. I noticed Um, that. It's so cute. (laughs) Yes, we love that. Like Farmville from back in the day. Oh my gosh, yes. I forgot about Farmville. (laughs) Um, And then you can check out our Instagram uh, at Stone Road Farms. Um, And then both of us, Lex Corwin and myself, Sabrina Wheeler on LinkedIn. And then some exciting news aside from the edible, which this is the first platform I'm sharing on. We also are launching in New Mexico in about a week and a half. And as I think, thank you. And we actually, we are in talks um, with a couple groups in Illinois. We don't have a path forward yet, but we do have a solid path forward in Montana, Missouri, Mississippi, and sounds like New York. So we have quite a few new states coming online. We're currently sold in California, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, and Michigan. So Hopefully within the next six to eight months, you know, we'll be in in roughly eight or nine states. That's amazing. And your growth is so impressive. And I'm going to have to head over to Michigan this weekend and go pop in and get some products. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You just I send love me. it. I'll get you products. I'll message you after. (laughs) Lovely. And you have been absolutely amazing to talk to. I think that, you know, you and Lex are building an absolutely amazing brand and community. 
And I cannot wait to see where you guys go next. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sabrina. And I cannot wait to share the with the world about Stone Roads and your story. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And we will be talking to you soon. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Holistic Hideaway. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or the Cannabis Radio app for iTunes and Google Play, as well as subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.